Mark, first off, congratulations. You have to give us an idea of the travel that you do, seeing players. Since you started this with the London Knights, how many vehicles have you gone through? Well, I don't know if I can count the vehicles. <laughs> it, uh, my vehicles get wore out very quickly. Um, you know, I think my vehicle right now, I got it. To, I think it's got almost 200,000 clicks in two years. So, so it's uh, on the road and doing my thing and... You know what? Uh, one thing about the business, uh, Mike, I, I enjoy watching hockey, so it's it's really not a job for me. But you're going to any rink, anywhere, anytime. I mean, we get scouts saying, hey, I saw Mark last week. He was in this place, that place. And you would think, how did he get there? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, a, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you go to different rinks. And, you know, I had a situation once where I was in... Where was I? I was down the States and uh, used my uh, credit card. And, and then I went... The next day or early next morning, I was in uh, in Barrie watching a game, and my credit card wouldn't work because they thought I shouldn't be there. So, so you were traveling so much that the credit card yeah, company went, wait a minute, somebody's stolen this guy's card. That's right. So, so that was kind of a funny story that uh, it makes you laugh. You go, yeah, maybe I did a little bit too much traveling that day. So that's, that's pretty cool. When you see a player... What is it that you see about them that might draw your attention to say, "I got to watch this guy again"? You know what? I, you know, we—it's hard to find. You know, the the heart and character and desire. But of course, you still got to have skill and talent. And when you go see Mitch Marner play, and you know, he had all the attributes that he just came out to you, where you can all skill to make plays, but you can see he enjoyed being on the ice. I really. It really intrigues me of people that enjoy being there, being there for the moment. And uh, I, uh, them kind of players just seem to really improve and leaps and bounds. And there's a guy that didn't go first overall, but if you redrafted that draft, he's not even there when you no. go to select him. He's he's long gone, but, but you found that about him. Take us back to the war room even that day. I mean, when you hear, you know, when do you start thinking, hey, maybe he's actually going to be there? Is it two picks away? Is it is it not until the last team before you says a different name? Well, you know what? That's There's times in the draft where you're really itching to, to, to get other people's calls or their names out there so you can get Mitch Marner's name on your London Knights uh, uh, name out there so you have his name there and... and, and because there's other times, like Dave Bowen one time, it was we were drafting the seventh hole, and and um, John McDonald's my head scout, and he, uh, I thought he was going to cry after he got Dave Bowen's on name on there because he thought he was going to go before that, and uh, I knew he had to be good then because I don't usually see a 75 year old man crying about a draft pick, <laughs> so it was pretty cool where you see that even from scouts you need to see that passion and you know, and drive uh, of going to see players and really push a player that you really like. We're talking with London Knights general manager, Mark Hunter. Mark, is it harder to find players now? Is it easier? Is it the exact same as it was in early 2000s, even late 90s? Um, I, I think it's easier. One thing, it's easier. You know, you got ways, you got maps to go to everything now. So it's GPS and all that's good stuff. So you can get to rinks and you're not looking at where to go and getting lost. So that makes it easier for all the scouts. And uh, but I mean, it's it's you know the players have changed, but you know the game's changed and for the best. Uh, you know, there's there's more skill in the game and and but 
you know what you see in the playoffs, Mike, too, where you still need big, strong guys that uh, can play heavy and, and play hard. So you need a little bit of both. And, you know, that's putting the team together. You know, that's, uh, you know, you have scouts and then you have, you know, how put your roster together, what kind of roster you want to put together. How, you know, do you want big size defensemen? You want small defensemen? You want skilled forwards up front? And, you know, of course, you need good goaltending. And to get all them three things put together, is when you do all three good together, you usually get your, your, you're knocking on the door to win a championship. You've built the team of the century. You've built championship teams. Do you know when you have the right mix fairly early in the season, or sometimes does it take until you're even into the playoffs or even you know winning the championship? I, 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 I agree with that, uh, uh, Mike. Uh, I, I, I think you watch everybody getting along in the room, the culture in the room. I, I think it's very important. I mean, you could see um, that year of that 05 team, that there was a culture there that they were going to win every night. And you know what? When they're in that frame of mind of doing that, it's, it's easier for the coaches. It's easier for everybody. And, you know, just use this year example. A little bit at the start, we didn't have that culture where we needed to how to win every night. But we did find it, and the coaches and the players and everybody into team first. And, you know, when they get that team first and, and individually come after, it'll all work together. And uh, it's when, you know, individual players just want to be individual players during a, during a game, and it's still a team game. Everybody has to work together. Everybody has to play well together, and they have to like being with each other. And I think... That's one thing our team really grew this year, and like being together. And and you, you know, and as we all said, it's a it's a used it's a used thing out in the hockey world. Is it's being a family. And and uh, I, I thought we had a family. And and you look back at teams that were past teams of London Knights. It's it's it was a big family. And uh, when that happens, you win, usually win games. How much of that comes from the family that you and Dale came from? You have such a strong family. Is that? Almost the blueprint that you put around a hockey team. Yes, and I, you know what, I think it comes from you know my dad, and you know what, he always family was important. I think, and we see this a family important to us, and it's the family's important to the London Knights, and uh, so when you have that, it's it's something special, and uh, and trying to get that every year, uh, people understanding their roles and accepting their roles and accepting their part of the team, and. Um, you know, it's, it's something that takes off, and you see, we went on that stretch. We went twenty-one and two, and you know, it was it just didn't happen. It was the players and the coaches, and you know, everybody pushing in the right direction and caring for each other. Hard work. I mean, that's something that has been part of this franchise since you purchased it. But when you go looking at what the team does, how the team performs on the ice, how much of hard work still gets things done? You know what? It's 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 an ingredient that hard work is so important to anything you do in life, and uh, and it really comes you know to the hockey game of hockey, and because there's a lot of hard work out there, and it's it's you have, still have to have it as a hockey player, as, as a manager, as a coach, and I, I think we have all things covered here. You know where I I, I tell the players we recruit that uh, one thing we have over the years in in our hockey club stability. We all know each other. Um, Mike, you've been with us for years. Um, Dale, myself, Dylan, Dylan, Rob. Rob's here 
uh, I think Dylan's 11, Rob's 9, I think uh, Ricky's 8, and, you know, of course, Dale and I have been together doing this for Eric Stubber. You've been here since day one, too. So it's, you know what, it's a family again, and I think it's important to have that, to be successful in an organization and have that team where, you know what, we know each other and we all know which direction we're pushing and, and you know, from the coaches to the management to the players, and, and they see that stability that, uh, that we have in the organization. Here we are. The start of next season, 23-24, is months away. We're talking in your office right now. You're at work. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, you're always trying to look forward to what you need to do for the next year. And, uh, you know, that's part of my responsibility. And, you know, what, uh, you know it's something that uh, Dale and myself, we, you know, we care. We want to put a good product on for the ice for our fans. And we all know we got the best fans in the CHL. And we want to continue our success, and we like winning. I guess finally, whenever there's a GM vacancy in the National Hockey League now, you're just one of the first names to come up. What is that like? Well, you know what? It's an honor, I mean, to be mentioned, because there's only, what's it, 32 teams? I mean, it's to be mentioned in that, uh, uh, with all them great managers, it's it's an honor. But, you know what, something I don't get ahead of it. I, I'm here and I enjoy being here for the London Knights and, uh, um, and putting a team together for next year. Mark, congratulations on all the success for all of the years. Well, thank you very much, Mike.